day seven of Ramadan, so a week of Ramadan has gone by, subhanAllah. Can't believe how fast it's going by. May we continue to fast the rest of the days and Alhamdulillah. So today we are looking at the sixth emotion from the book, The Handbook of Spiritual Medicine. And today's emotion is displeasure with a divine decree. So, karahiyat al-qadar. So, in alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdi allahu falamudallahu wa man yudlil falahadiyalah. Wa ashadu anna la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna muhammadan abdahu wa rasulah. Alhamdulillah, indeed, all praise is due to Allah. We praise Him and seek His help and forgiveness. We seek refuge in Allah from our soul's evils and our wrongdoings. He whom Allah guides, no one can misguide. And he whom He misguides, no one can guide. Bismillah. So, as always, I'll read from the book and then give some of my reflections. Qarahiyyat al-Qadr, or displeasure with a divine decree. It has been said that there is a quality in people of which most are unaware yet it consumes good deeds. When one is displeased with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed, so the divine decree or qadr, resulting in plunging, plunging into heedlessness, a ghafla. This is usually because one holds an attitude that stems from a denial of his all-powerful nature, and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone decrees all things. Put simply, this can also be referred to as ingratitude. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Perhaps you dislike something which is good for you and like something which is bad for you. Allah knows and you do not know. There are four possible states in which the human being can live according to revealed sources. So a person is either re- receiving blessings, a ni'mah, or tribulations, bala, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or is either living in obedience, ta'a, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or in disobedience, masi'a. Each condition is purposefully exacted upon the individual as part of the test from life, a test of life from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and is designed to elicit a response. So some signs and symptoms that there's this displeasure with the divine decree is there's these perceived injustices. So... When you're afflicted with a calamity, you have these feelings of hostility, of anxiety, of disbelief, and even sometimes maybe complaining or losing patience. You might even feel so overwhelmed and so depressed and so just down that you will abandon your obligations and neglect your commitments. You live with this bitter regret in your heart that, like, why has your life been this way? Another thing is that you abuse blessings. So... The material assets you have, you hoard them so you don't think about those who are in need. Or you might use these blessings that God has given you for forbidden matters. And so this is an act of ingratitude. You might have some regret and frustration. So you're frustrated by a certain outcome and wish you had taken another course of action. So it's almost like that example of a, you're in, you, find, you find yourself in a fork in the road. And so you're like, if I go right... What will happen? If I go left, what will happen? Then you take the right and then you see the outcome and you're like, if only I had gone left. If only. But if only it opens the doors of the shaitan, as we know. Another thing is 
that you show contempt towards others. So you just look down on other people who are maybe going through tribulations. You mock them. You just look at them very negatively. And that's not a good thing as well. So some treatments for that is that you have this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you have this understanding that you are content with Allah's decree. And you just you just practice love for that for Allah. And you remind yourself that the best way to know Allah and love Allah is to seek knowledge. So you continue to seek knowledge just to better yourself. Another thing is acknowledging the Prophet ﷺ's tribulations. You know that he has faced lots of tribulations, probably one of the greatest tribulations of mankind. And you know that what has befallen you has befallen you. That's what was willed. But you choose how you respond to that, to life. So, for example, referring back to the Prophet ﷺ's tribulations, he saw his children die. He buried his children. His father died before his birth. His mother died when he was just a baby, just a boy. His grandfather died when he received his calling and he was told that he was a prophet and he, the Quran was brought down and the verse Iqra people would mock him they would bully him they would say mean words we know about the Jewish neighbor Abu Lahab he lost loads of friends and relatives his wife Amil Huzan the saddest year of his life when he when she died Abu Talib also died and these are so many tribulations that the Prophet went through and yet he never complained he had that patience he had that belief that this is God's decree and he just went through life acknowledging that this is his decree some other treatments are that you respond how you respond to afflictions and trials so you acknowledge that the nature of this world is temporary and so you're going to be put through trials and tests because it reminds you that this life is temporary and it allows you to be more patient and anytime you find that you're, you're, you find yourself in a hardship you do dhikr so you say alhamdulillah subhanallah allahu akbar allahu akbar god is greater than the trial that i'm going through alhamdulillah thank you god this trial could have been worse so just doing dhikr as well when you go through a hardship and you react when something happens that you might dislike you react by showing ridha so contentment like alhamdulillah or you show patience so sabr so you're patient and you should also understand that the difficulties they can only affect you however much you allow them to affect you so it's almost like when you have this annoying person who keeps annoying you you can choose to focus on them being the one that annoys you or you can focus on how you perceive that person. So you can start changing how you view them. So you can be like, hmm, they're not actually annoying. They're just intrigued. They want to ask questions. They're not annoying. And sooner or later, you might actually view them as not annoying anymore. So same thing with any trials or tribulations. It's reminding yourself that this life is temporary. It's what Allah's decreed. And inshallah, that should help us when something happens, when we are put through a difficulty. And sometimes these trials are put for us because they bring us closer to Allah. And 
it also helps us repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we seek his forgiveness, his mercy we feel remorse, remorse for our past and we try not want to be disobedient again and Abdullah ibn Umar used to say when you arrive at the evening do not expect to see the morning and when you arrive at the morning do not expect to see the evening during health prepare for illness and while you're alive prepare for death so alhamdulillah we've been given another day another fast but we don't know if we're going to live to for example I don't know if I'm going to live to break my fast tonight I don't know if I'm going to wake up tomorrow for suhoor and so we need to practice patience and grateful gratitude that Allah has given us another chance in this life to do better, to be better. And same thing when we're healthy, we should be grateful for that. And we should also prepare for illness. So we should understand that our bodies, they can be weak, they can catch colds, the immune system can be affected. And when we're also alive, we need to remember that we're going to be dying sooner or later. And so we should be preparing for our death. And the Prophet ﷺ said, no misfortune or disease befalls a Muslim. No worry or grief or harm or distress. Not even a thorn that pricks him. But Allah will expiate for some of his sins because of that. So this just shows how merciful Allah is that even these misfortunes, even these diseases, whatever trial that we are afflicted with, that we are given, it is sort of an expiation of our sins. So we are, in a sort of way, it's purifying our souls. It's taskit and nafs. These trials, these tribulations, what afflicts us, what affects us, it's purifying us, it's expiating some of our sins, alhamdulillah. Some other things are just showing gratitude. So when you're given blessings, you're grateful, you appreciate it, and you acknowledge what you've received because you understand that it's always from Allah and we should just always be grateful. And when you see people in difficulty... You respond to them in, with compassion, but also you're grateful for your own well-being. And another thing is that you're thankful by fulfilling obligatory actions. So you express your gratitude by performing what is wajib, what is obligatory, and then you do sunnahs if you can. So it's just basically, and also having that trust in Allah that He, it is Allah's plan. And the Prophet said, Whoever among you wakes up in the morning secured in his dwelling, healthy in his body, having his food for the day, then it is as if the world has been gathered for him. So again, this is a beautiful reminder that, alhamdulillah, I woke up in a warm bed. I was able to have a beautiful suhoor of fruit salad and yogurt. It's food that I have access to. I was healthy. I am healthy, alhamdulillah. And these are blessings that we take for granted and so it's just a reminder that these are blessings and we should always be grateful for them it's just the small things in life that we should be we should appreciate there is an exception and it's when you're displeased with the immortality so this world is getting a bit scarier if i may say these days and it sort of makes you sad and you feel displeasure with how society is falling into the pit of sins and it just makes you feel sad and you just like it but you understand that it existed in this world for a reason maybe we don't always know what the reason is but we understand that it's god's decree and that's that's it so that was from the book now my own reflections so 
I found this emotion quite tough to like think about and to reflect on. Speaking for myself, it's something that I sometimes struggle with. And don't get me wrong, I believe that God is the best of planners. He knows what I don't know, what we don't know, and I trust his plan. But sometimes when things don't go my way, it's hard. It's hard. Sometimes that thought comes up and it's like, this, like, why? But, and this is the disease of a heart, right? It's dangerous. And this is why Ramadan and fasting is a blessing. It allows us to remember our blessings. It allows us to renew our relationship with Allah and be reminded of the blessings and be reminded of his plan. And it's why we need to always work on Tazkiyat al-Nafs, on purifying our souls, on being grateful, being patient, trusting Allah. And sometimes when things don't go our way, we often might think, why me? Or what did I do? Or if only. And that's dangerous to open the doors of questioning why and if only. And so when we think of our life, we can think of it in four categories. So we receive blessings from Allah. We go through tribulations from Allah. We live in obedience to Allah, or we live in disobedience to Allah. And how you respond to these different categories can either bring you closer to Allah or pull you even further away. So with the receiving blessings, we express gratitude in our thoughts, words, and actions. With tribulations, we practice patience and steadfastness. For obedience, we need to remember that it's a gift from Allah with disobedience we should seek forgiveness and repent and ask for guidance and so if you notice all these all four categories they included Allah and that's because at the end of the day whatever happens it's from Allah this life is a test we know that there's many verses in the Quran that mention that life is a test that it's temporary it's a delusion that we're going to be tested it's going to be full of trials, but also, alhamdulillah, it's full of blessings. And so, I'm always reminded of the verses 5 and 6 from Surah Al-Sharh. So surely with hardship comes ease. Surely with that hardship comes more ease. So here... It's mentioning how with hardship comes ease. So it's not that you go through a hardship and then you go through an ease and then you go through a hardship and then you go through an ease. No. With that hardship, there's a bit of ease to soften the blow a bit, if we can say that. <laughs> so, and it's not just mentioned once, it's mentioned twice. It's reminding us that with hardship comes ease, surely with that hardship comes more ease. So it's a double reminder that with hardship comes ease. And then we also have this hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, A slave of Allah shall not believe until he believes in Al-Qadr. It's good and it's bad, such that he knows that what struck him would not have missed him, and that what missed him would not have struck him. So again, this should reassure us that, that in a way, it should reassure us, it can be hard, I know, but it should reassure us that whatever trial we're going through, it's what it's not what it's what struck us it wasn't going to miss us it wasn't we couldn't dodge a bullet and what missed us would not have struck us anyway and so that's why we need to believe in al-qadar in knowing it's that there's going to be some good and some bad but at the end of the day if that bad brings us closer to allah how can it be bad
Another saying from Ibn Abbas is so profound. Um, Ibn Abbas said, there are three blessings, even in the tribulations that befall a person. Firstly, the tribulation could have been worse. Second, it was in the worldly matters and not in the spiritual ones. And thirdly, it came in the finite world, finite, finite world, finite world, and not the infinite world one. All these are reasons to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even for tribulations. And I just love this one, this saying so much because it's true, isn't it? The trial that we're going through. So I'll give a real life example right now. Um, my car, it's been going a bit crazy. It stalls at random times. So when I've been driving, sometimes it stalls and it can be very dangerous. I know. Um, I've been taking it to the mechanic. I took it last week. They cleaned the idle control valve and then they told me I should order the the part for it so that they can repair it. Took it today to get that done. And it's just, this was a reminder that Alhamdulillah, like I still have a car, I can still drive, I can get to where A to B with a car in a short distance, I don't have to walk for miles to get to where I want to go, there's buses as well, like I could get a bus if I wanted to, I could ride the bike, and that was, it's just a reminder that the tribulation we're going through, it can be hard, and it can be a struggle, and it can be disheartening, but it could have been so much worse. And the second thing which it mentioned is that it's in the worldly matter. So alhamdulillah, this car, it's just, it just affects my worldly life per se. But alhamdulillah, there's other, as I said, there's other means of me getting to and fro. And it doesn't, it hasn't affected my spiritual matter, my spiritual life. And I hope it doesn't because it's just a car at the end of the day. It will break down. It will inshallah get fixed. If not, can inshallah buy another car. There's that means, alhamdulillah. And thirdly, that it was in this life and not the infinite one, not in the hereafter. And that's these are three blessings. Another thing is that we, to be able to understand qadar or decree, we should know that there's four parts to it. And the first one is that Allah created everything. As simple as that, Allah is the one who created us, created this world, this earth, and that's one thing to understand Qadr. The second thing is to know that Allah is the knower, Al-Alim. He knows everything. So in that way, that should be a, like a comfort blanket for us that He knows what we're going through. That's It's as simple as that. He knows what we're going through. He sees us. He knows. And that's all. That should bring us comfort to Allah. The third thing is that Allah decreed these things in the book, Al-Lawh Al-Mahfuz. So again, this is a reminder that it's been decreed, it's been prescribed, and it's been written for us. And what was written for us will not miss us. And the fourth thing is that nothing happens except for His will. So Allah wills it, and it will happen. So these things, like well, should help us understand Qadr a bit more deeply. There's another beautiful hadith where Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu narrated that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, "A believer who is strong and healthy." is better and dearer to Allah than the weak believer. But there is goodness in both of them. Be keen on what benefits you and seek help from Allah. And don't give up. If anything afflicts you, do not say, if I had done such and such things, such and such would have happened. But say, Allah decrees, and what He wills, He does. 
for the utterance, if I had, if only, why, provides an opening for the deeds of the devil. So again, this is a great example that we shouldn't be saying, if only I had gone left instead of right. If only I had waited. If only I had married that person. Nope. Don't open that door for the devil to come in and cause you to feel that ingratitude and those regrets. Mm -mm. Don't. It's hard. Trust me, it's hard sometimes thinking about your life decisions and how it would have looked if you'd gone the other way or done the other thing, but don't just say alhamdulillah because it's what Allah has decreed. And so in the book it mentioned how the Prophet ﷺ went through so many tribulations and we can even think of other prophets, Prophet Yusuf, Prophet Yaqub, Prophet Ibrahim when he was asked to sacrifice his son, Prophet Noah when his son just didn't want to get on the boat, Prophet Musa, they, so many more, even companions, even the women of that were related to the Prophet, loads of people went through tribulations. Even our family members, they go through tribulations. Those before us, those now, those who will be after us, they'll all have tribulations because this life is full of tribulations. But it's also, again, full of blessings, alhamdulillah. So some verses related to this emotion are from Surah Al-Qamar. إِنَّ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ خَلَقْنَاهُ بِقَدَرٍ Indeed, we have created everything perfectly ordained. As simple as that. It's a verse in the Quran, verse 49 from Al-Qamar. God has created everything perfectly preordained. Decree. That's the decree. So it's perfectly as well. So it's mentioning it perfectly preordained. Another surah is from Al-Hajj, verse 70. أَلَمْ تَعْلَمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ يَعْلَمُ مَا فِي السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ do you not know that Allah fully knows whatever is in the heavens and the earth? Surely it is all written in a record. That is certainly easy for Allah. And again, this verse is a reminder that Allah fully knows. Allah knows what is happening here on earth, but in the heavens. And it's all written in a record. And that should provide more comfort, right? That Allah knows what's happening and then we have in Surah Al-Kahf, verse 29. And so this verse is reminding us that the truth belongs to God and whatever... Um, whoever wishes to believe can do so and whoever wants to disbelieve then disbelieve um, God has prepared for the wrongdoers a fire whose walls will surround them and if they call for relief they'll be relieved with water like murky oil which scalds their faces wretched is the drink and evil is the resting place so again this is a reminder that God also gives us the blessing of believing or disbelieving and so this should remind us to practice gratitude that in the times where we are obedient, in the times where we are believers, we should be grateful because we don't want to be of those who are put in that hellfire, who are scalded, who are just drinking those things. Then with Surah Al-Ankabut, we have verse 2. 
Do people think once they say we believe that they will be left without being put to the test? So it's not as simple as just saying, I believe. Nope. You'll be put through tests because saying something is different than doing something, right? So you can say something but believe another thing. So that's why we're tested as well to make sure that we actually do believe and we're not just saying that just because. With Surah At-Tawbah, we have قُلْ لَنْ يُصِيبَنَا إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا هُوَ مَوْلَانَ وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكِّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ Say, nothing will ever befall us except what Allah has destined for us. He is our protector. So in Allah, let the believers put their trust. As simple as that. As a believer, we should put our trust in Allah. Trust that what befalls us is what Allah has destined for us. And He's our protector. So, It's not just saying that what befalls us has been destined for us. It's also that telling us that Allah is our protector. Mawlana, huwa mawlana. So whatever befalls us, it might hurt us, it might affect us. But Allah is protecting us in ways that we might not even know. Just like the saying from Ibn Abbas that it could have been worse, right? And it, it's, it's probably just a worldly matter. It's, not, it's in this life, it's not in the hereafter. That in that way, he is our protector. Allah is our protector. And one last verse is from Surah Al-Anfal, verse 30. And remember, O Muhammad, when those who disbelieve plotted against you to restrain you or kill you or evict you from Mecca, but they plan and Allah plans. And Allah is the best of planners. So I know this verse is related to a different, to a specific context. But it just reminds me, and hopefully it might remind you as well, that we might plan things, but Allah plans things, and Allah is the best of planner. So even though we might have this plan in our head of at 25, I'm going to be finished with university, at 28, I'm going to be married, at 30, I'm going to have a child at, you get the point we might have that plan set in our mind and imagining it but Allah plans as well and Allah's plan is the best, Allah is the best of planners, it's been prescribed for us in a, the book and we just have to trust that Allah is the best of planners and so with the names of Allah that relate to this emotion, we've got Al-Alim, the all-knower We have Al-Wakil, the trusty of affairs, and Al-Sabur, the most patient. So just remembering that Allah is all-knowing, so He knows what we're going through. And just feeling, the, putting our trust in Allah that He is Al-Wakil. So He prescribes what He wills for us. And that we can call upon Him by His name, Al-Sabur, because He is so patient with us when we sin, when we ask for forgiveness. He practices patience. He is patient with us. So why can't we be patient with Al-Sabur and ask Al-Sabur to grant us some, a small grain of patience with the trials and tribulations that we'll be going through in this life? So now for dua. Bismillah. Ya Allah, allow us to always find that, appreciate the little things in this life. When we're going through a trial, allow us to focus on the ease that you have provided for us, the comfort the blessings that you have provided for us. Allow us to 
continue to be grateful allow Ramadan to allow us to purify our souls and just put our trusts in you and not be displeased with the divine decree that you have allocated for us you are our protector Mawlana grant us sabrun jabil a beautiful patience when we are faced with trials when we are faced with tribulations and allow us to be content with your decree and just be grateful for what you have blessed us with and to remember that it could have been worse it just affected us in this world and it didn't affect our souls or our religion or our spiritual life protect us from trials that may cause us to be disobedient please do not allow us to fall into that trap of the if only asking that question and opening the doors to the devils protect us from that ya allah ya rab rabbi a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadataka Oh Allah, assist us in remembering you, thanking you, and worshipping you with excellence. And this was a hadith, but it's also a da'a. When you see someone who's afflicted, you would say, Alhamdulillah All praises due to Allah who saved me from that which, which he has afflicted you with. And bless me greatly over many of those whom he has created. As always, anything I said is a reminder of myself, to myself, and first and foremost, anything incorrect is from myself, and all good is from Allah. So forgive me for my shortcomings. May Allah accept your fast. One week down, three more to go. May it be the best Ramadan. And subhanakallahum bihamdika, shadwanala ilaha illa ant, astaghfiruka wa tuba lake. Glory is to you, O Allah, and praises to you. I bear witness that none is worthy of worship but you. I seek your forgiveness and I repent to you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhum.